Welcome to the Finding Peace Within podcast with your host, Miss Lisa L. Dalton. The Finding Peace Within podcast was created to help you find your authentic self through spiritual awareness. And you do it by studying the Word of God and doing the necessary things you need to do to find your peace within. Now, get your pens and pads as we take this journey to finding peace within together. Hello, everyone. Once again, welcome to the Finding Peace Within podcast. You already know I'm your host, Miss Lisa L. Dalton. Look, I have a treat for y'all today. I got my pastor. Yes, my pastor. Pastor Demetrius K. We got to find out what that K means. Ah, We got Demetrius K. Samuel in the house today. Actually, I am in his house, in his office here at the historic Sherman Memorial Church of God in Christ. 1401 Parkwood Avenue. The pastor is the new author. Okay, let me take this down. Past the pulpit, our pastor has his first book, The Ultimate Test of Ministry, D.K. Samuel Sr. We're going to talk to Pastor Samuel today about this wonderful book. You see, I've got all my little tabs here. We're ready to talk and ask some deep questions. I want you to get your pins and pads as we take this journey to finding peace within, together, and we're gonna find out how Pastor Samuel found his peace while writing this book. Let's go. Samuel, how, how, I have forgotten about that. How, how, how mad were you? How mad were y'all? You know, I I wasn't. I never, Were you ever, mad or and, just disappointed? I mean, me, I, I I think it was different for us. For us, we we were in different situations. Because she would ask me, "How can you be so cool about stuff and not get bent out of shape?" I was not angry with God, personally. My thing, I, I turned it introspection. I mean, where did I come up short? What did I miss? Um, what didn't I do right? Um, it was all on me, um, not even looking at her. I think her situation, I don't want to speak for her, um, and we have talked about this mm-hmm, over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a different um, situation. Can I say you were angry with God? Um, you weren't okay. <laughs> and I won't say you were angry She's with God. The <laughs> she behind um, I, I was, I was, yeah, me, it was... Um, introspection and she wasn't angry with guys she was angry with somebody because she gave me the business that's very well could be um, angry with yourself wow um, but I, I, I knew we, we had different approaches um, yeah. I decided and because of that push um, I, I was intentional about being sweeter gentler kinder more affectionate um, that's just me. I want Coming to make sure to she was um, taken care of and uh, felt good about it. This is not your fault. Yeah. You didn't do anything wrong. Stuff happens. Stuff happens. Um, and so that, that was that, that was uh, my attitude on that because I didn't want her to be bitter or resentful. And if there was anything that I could do to prevent that, then that was my, my goal. 
And then we get pregnant again. We get pregnant again. And they say, don't say anything about it. I was like, that's what first everybody told us. Don't say nothing. Get past the first, first trimester, trimester before you start telling people. Um, Did you know there were problems? Well, the, the, the doctors told With us. Junior? Well, not until, um, well, um, she had preeclampsia. Mm -hmm. And then it progressed to full um, eclampsia. And so that was probably the beginning mm -hmm. of that. Um, we went for a doctor's visit and uh, the doctor said, we're gonna have to deliver this baby today. Um, and it's like, everything was happening. So, um, and took us, we, we left from the doctor's office to the hospital, get there and uh, they got the room ready and stuff, and her blood pressure steadily going up. I mean, her blood pressure was so high, she was flushing um, red. Her skin was hot to the touch. Uh, when we got there, I'm, I'm getting ready with my scrubs and stuff. And uh, before I could get dressed, they told me, they said, we got to do this. They had, I mean, by the time I got halfway dressed, they were running by the room with Junior and the whatever the little cart they were carrying away in. And um, the doctor yells in, the medical staff, they're all together. Uh, if I want to see him before he goes to the NICU, they, they come out now and they look, I'm halfway dressed and my scrubs and stuff come out and I see the little baby in there and no sound coming out. Just oh, looked like he's crying. He was fighting then. But let me back up before uh, going in, the doctor had sent paperwork for me because um, she told us um, we're not going to be able to save both. You need to make a decision. This is 50-50. Because you didn't you, write that in the Do book. you want to save? And there, there's a lot of things I left yeah, okay, out. Okay. kind of sensitive stuff. You know, I, I get it. Wanna, I get it. Um, but you can you tell okay us with now. me talking about uh, That's a testimony, like, child. He's yeah, 20 what like, now? Like, he's 23. 23? But she said, we have a 50-50 chance of survival. She said, do you want us to save your wife or this unborn child? And they brought me the paperwork. And I'm looking at the paperwork, getting dressed, the paperwork, and I'm like, I don't want to make this decision. Um, who does say that? I was like... Save them both. Yeah, they told me that it wouldn't be possible to, to save both. Um, but God intervened in that moment. Like I said, they come running by with Junior. So uh, I'm thinking the baby's alive. You saved the baby. Where's my Where's wife? My wife? Right. I believe my, my mother-in-law was there and uh, somebody else we were in the room. And, and she looked at pounds. me because she knew what they, the doctor said before. So this is see the baby. C-section, two pound baby. Two pounds. I held him in the palm of my oh hand. Oh my God. The nurse in the NICU, she told me, she said, let me show you something. She said, let me have your wedding band. And uh, so she took my wedding band and she put it over his foot on his leg. And his leg was smaller than my finger. It was dangling. I, dangling. I, I wish I could find the, the photograph, but she, um, we took pictures that they, with my wedding band on his ankle. Uh, but now when I look at this boy looking at me, <laughs> Eye to eye, um, he wasn't supposed to be here. He's been fighting to be here since day one. Since day one. Um, he was delivered at 27 or 29. 27 weeks, premature. Um, and um, so 
you see, I have my wife and my son. Uh, I didn't have to sign the you papers. Didn't have to sign the papers. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, thank, thank you, you Jesus. Jesus. Yes, now yes, you, yes. you, you wrote these four dates. Hmm. And I'm gonna tell you, those four dates that was added in. I was sitting at my desk, and I, I have um, some bins. I had stacked up some bins that we moved um, to the house. I hadn't gone through everything. Um, but I, I knew what was in there. It's a book of, uh, box of journals. Mm, um, 40 of them. 76. 76, that's right. 76 <laughs> of them. Um, oh, my God. Since college. It's, it's, no, since, this, uh, since I, I could write. Yeah, 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 yeah. Since elementary like school and before, school, yeah. um, I started, my grandmother started teaching how to write in kinder kindergarten. And I'm looking at my handwriting. It's changed over the years. But um, I started journaling um, probably before first grade. Um, she was teaching me how to write, so I got the little skills where she would mm -hmm. do my letters and dots, and I was writing cursive um, by the time. Just I was smart, huh? Oh, whatever. No, just practicing. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of practice. You can try. Um, um, perfect practice makes perfect. I think that's a great Perfect it. practice makes yeah, perfect. Practice it right. June ten, May twenty fifth. July 18th and March the 31st. Now, you said this was revealed in a dream. I was standing in the middle of the street of an old neighborhood I'd grown up in near Buffalo, New York. It was daylight and the sky was clear. As I looked up, an angel appeared and told me there were four dates that I should remember. They were June 10, May 25, July 18, and March 31. Mm -hmm. The journal entry was dated 10-28-1992 at 6.42 a.m. Since that time, all these dates have resurfaced in many ways, but prominent and significant, both prominent and significant. Let's talk about the dates. June mm. 10 was the date Junior was supposed to come. That was his due date. That was his due date. He was born on April 1st. But June 10th was his due date. June 10th, they kept him in the hospital until his due date. He wasn't fully developed. Two pounds and no ounces. Two pounds, zero ounces. Um, hmm. By June 10th, he was ready to be released. So from April 1st to June 10th, 10th we, we were at the hospital every so day. So April 1st to June 10th. Yes. June 10th. And um, Junior wasn't here before then, right? No he, was, no, he was born April. He, was, he wasn't when the dream. That was No, that dream was in 1992. Oh, um, that's right. That's, that, that, that that's the thing. Moment. I'm telling wow. you, I, I sat at my desk looking at this journal. I said, I've got to put this in here. I've got to incorporate it some way. But I'm like, I, I can't believe this. Had you forgotten about it? I had forgotten about it. Until I ran across the journal, and I says, "I'm such a creature of habit." Um, so in these journal entries, I have the date and time, and some places even the day of the week. Um, but I'll put the time, and I'm like laughing at myself because Dr. Hobbs always says, "Man, he said writing everything down is going to be the death of you." My brother uh, said that because I journal too, and he's like, "Lisa, stop." 
Stop, stop writing. And so I've got journals. Um, I've got two right there. And they've got, but just writing down things in my daily activities and things. And so this was one of those times um, that I had written down. Um, my grandmother told me when you have unusual dreams and stuff, mm -hmm. she said, right, write right. it down. Don't yeah. trust your mind to remember. Yeah. And so those are the kind of details. And I'm looking in this journal. It's a red composition notebook that I started the day that I um started at St. Bonaventure University. So that day I journaled my whole day and all that. Mm -hmm. But um this entry was um in, in October of that year where I had written down this unusual dream. Um because in the dream I saw it was daylight, the angels were and so I just wrote that and that's all I had there. And then I wrote out the dream in my journal and uh who knew two thousand twenty three mm. that those would come up again. I sat there, I, I, it was just like, this is an out-of-body experience. I wrote those dates down before I even, before my wife and I were married, mm -hmm. before Junior was yeah. a thought, before all of this. Uh, my grandfather was in good health yeah, and in 1992. Passed. And your grandfather passed. On June 10th. On June 10th. That was the day that Junior was released from the hospital. When mm -hmm. we went in, and I almost included that there, but I thought that would be too dark of a journey. Um, but the day that um and, and my grandparents i'm the last person i spoke to both of them before oh, wow. they <laughs> but um and this is your the, grandfather it's my your grandfather mom's my father. mom's father mm -hmm. the pastor elder solomon um who grew up under he um he passed on june 10th we had come home i won't forget it we had just come home put junior in the crib and um i had left the light on and he made noise and stuff. I'm saying he wasn't satisfied till he was in the dark. I'm like, this little baby looks asleep in the dark. Um, anyway, um, as I'm leaving out his room, the phone rang, answer the phone. Um, it was my aunt. She's calling to see when are you coming? She said, everybody's here, but you, I said, what do you mean? Everybody's here with me. She said, all of the siblings are here. I said, I'm not a sibling, I'm a grandchild. She said, well, whatever, you know. She said, um, <laughs> we're looking, she said, when can you get here? And um, I said to her, I said, you know, I said, um, I, I, I told her, I said, I don't know. Um, and, and she said to me, she said, well, it seems like daddy's waiting on you. So when you um, let me know what you and she would make flight arrangements and stuff for me. And I, I said to her, if he's waiting on me, the longer I take to get there, the longer he'll be with us. Mm. And, oh, my God, she hung up on me. And, I mean, didn't just hang up. You know, the old Damn. phones, you can hear the, um, she, make sure I knew. Who you think she you are? Who you and, think uh, you I'm holding the phone, and I looked at Catherine. I'm like, did I say something wrong? That, I mean, she was hot. Um. And uh, that's what maybe I shouldn't have said that, you know. I was thinking, I wasn't thinking of being malicious. Then if he's waiting if he's for waiting me for to me, get there, the long girls. <laughs> and so, a um, few minutes later, I'm, I'm, I was on my way to to my bedroom, um, and phone rang again. That's my uncle. He said, "Hey, nephew." He said, Daddy wants to, he said, every time he wakes up, he asks for you. And uh, he just asked if we had contacted you yet. And um, so he said, hold on, I'm going to put the phone to his ear. 
And uh, before he got the phone to him, he was asleep. Mm-hmm. And I could hear him, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so he said, oh, well, he said, we'll try again later. We'll call you back when he wakes up. And um, so um, I'm going back to the room again. This was when we had the phones in yes. the, the house, you know, <laughs> the landline. The landline. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so the phone Real rang phones, again. That's that it. <laughs> when the phone rang that time, I stopped at my tracks. It was different from the first two mm-hmm. rings. First time. And I, I just couldn't. And the phone just kept ringing. It seemed like it's It was like I was frozen. I, I turned around, walked back to the phone. I picked up the phone. I didn't even say hello. I said, "It was my uncle." He said, "Nephew, you there?" I'm, I'm just holding the phone. And I said, he said, "Daddy's gone." Um, he said he woke up when he asked if we had talked to him. He told me to just call. He said he nodded his head, told him thank you, and yeah. and I, I didn't say anything. I'm just holding the phone. I couldn't speak. I, I just I'm like, oh my God! You know that. Your you know, hero like is gone. This, and what a well of emotion. Yes. Here you are. How how many pounds was Junior at this time? Do you remember when he came home? He might have been five Five or or six six pounds. He still had these little diapers. We still had the the pamper because it looked like a little doll baby. We (laughs) saved the diapers. And it's like, like, this is not real. These little (laughs) tiny pampers. I was like, look at this little booty and the thing. But, uh, (laughs) But he was so tiny. Um, yeah, he, he he was on probably about five or six pounds. Five pounds or something. Six, um, they wanted mm. to make sure that he could drink. And his lungs were the last thing to develop. Yeah. So his lungs were developing. He was breathing on his own. They let us um, bring him home. And then your and grandfather dies. Grandfather dies. Same and day all of these emotions. <sighs> on where is my faith? Where is my faith? I'm telling you, it was um, really a, a trying time. Um, because when he, when my grandfather went into hospice, I wanted to come back. I was going back and forth, and um, I came to talk to my pastor about it. And I said, um, "What should I do?" I said, "They want me to come back." He said, "Well," he said, "This might sound a little cold. Sound a little cold." He said, "If you go, what you gonna do for him? Except look at him." Emma. Well, I'm like, okay. wow, you know, <laughs> like, That's like, you think that might like sound that. a little cold? That is cold. Uh, he, then he says, let me ask you this. He said, uh, can you afford to take, make two trips? He said, you go and see him now, which he probably don't want you to see him like that. He said, then you got to go back for a funeral. Mm. I said, look, my pastor done killed the man. <laughs> and, uh. I said, I'm just like... He was just being real. He was being real. I can appreciate it now. But I was like, well, I should make any effort I can and go to see him while he's living and stuff. But I did. And, and um, we had made the trip. We had just come back not that long ago when we found out he was sick. He didn't tell anybody he was sick. Mm-hmm. He knew a long time mm. before we did. Um, and when I went to see him, I... This big man with this big, strong voice, and to see him so frail and not be able to even hardly speak above a whisper. Wow. He was so pale, and all his hair was just like white, white. And um, 
I never seen my grandfather like that. That was that was hard. Yeah. That was hard for me. Um, so he it, it was on the um, the decline. It happened so fast. Well, for us, fast because we didn't we right. didn't know. You didn't. Um, but um, I I I I, I, I could agree with Bishop. Yeah, I don't want to see him. Like I want to remember him. As the man, as, yes. as granddad. Um, that's it. The day that we left, um, the last Sunday I was there, we were leaving that Monday morning. Um, I was at the church with him. He, he, I mean, that man preached that night. Um, Sunday night service. Everybody's gone home. <clears throat> and um, I was hanging around because I was locking up the church. And I'm like, is he ever going to leave here? You know, he had picked up his guitar. And I'm like, he don't want to leave. I'm I'm sleepy. I'm tired. My new wife is at home. <laughs> right. He mm -hmm. played his guitar. He sang Shine On Me. Shine on yeah. me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let the light from the, the lighthouse, from the lighthouse shine, shine on me. On and me. he said he was some kind of singer. Now, he had a range, too. But he sang that and played his guitar. And uh, I said there, he said, son, you can go ahead and leave. I'll be all right. And I, I said, you sure you want me to leave you? And said, he said, I'll lock up. Mm -hmm. He told me to lock him in, and he'll lock up when he leaves. And I didn't feel so good about it, but I was dead tired. We were leaving mm -hmm. to come to North Carolina. And he didn't want us to go. Right. And so it was already that mm -hmm. struggle. Um, and then him saying they're playing that slow, dreadful song. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? But um, that was, we didn't know that was going to be his last time. Wow. Being in church, Being in church. Um, he preached. Like I said, he preached. Then he sang and played. He knew then, but that he didn't tell us. And um, we came on, yeah. moved down here, um, and uh, we communicated back and forth and stuff. Um, but then, you know, even then, they were telling me, you know, had you stayed, he would have done better. You mm. leaving zapped the life out of him. I heard all kinds of so stuff. So now like it's that. your fault so that, that he's guilt dead. on me. Yeah. But anyway, that, that's another story that's not in the book. <laughs> that was good because that's not in the book, but that's good information because you you were very close to your grandfather. Yes, yes. And that it, it happened the day Junior came home. I mean... Oh. How much more can one take? Well, there was more that they had to take, okay? How long after Granddad's death did you find out about Junior's cancer? So Junior was 13 when we okay. got the diagnosis. So 13, 13 years. What was it? And I can remember, you know. Yeah, you were here. I was here yeah. when um, he was... I mean, man, we was. The we saints were praying. I we mean, was praying and fasting. fasting and praying. That were was you an all? amazing time. Yeah. The support from the church was phenomenal. So, what was that announcement like? And I know, I know, um, your wife is not a part of this interview, but she is in the room. Yeah. Um, okay, God, what? Yeah. After the ordeal of his birth and yeah. dealing with it, the saints were praying then. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were praying. Um, and then the, the turnaround and that to be faced with this is like, how how do we deal with this? Um, but this time, you didn't blame yourselves, did you? Mm -hmm. Because you were already worked, your, worked in your holy faith. Yes. But I'm going to tell you, 
we had parent moments when we heard that Junior taught us something. Yes, he did. He taught us. He did. And to hear him regurgitate and to bring back what I taught him and what he'd been hearing me preach all these years. And it was those you said and you said. And I'm like, this kid has been listening. Um, my children have amazed me with just how much they've paid attention. They, they, they weren't just going to church. They were actually paying attention. They say you never know how good of a parent you've been or are until your children leave. Mm. And when they leave the house, then you can say whether or not you were a good You parent. did a good job. You good? <laughs> sure, you did a good job. They sitting in your house, yeah, oh yeah. eating your food and kicking out your sheets, yeah, <laughs> using your man. water, <laughs> not paying Come no on. bills. But when they get out mm -hmm. and do what they were taught, become good citizens and pay their taxes and yeah, all that all stuff, of it. all yeah, of that, yeah, then yeah. you know you've done a good job. So the nay came two mm -hmm. years after. Yes. And that was Was that was that a fear? Oh yeah. Well see Danae, I wasn't expecting Danae, but she was. Uh because after Junior, I'm like, look, I don't want to go through this um, right. anymore. Um that was too much. Uh, it, it was a bit much, you know, the second pregnancy, like, okay, we, we won't be tempted, but somebody had another another plan, another agenda. God uh, <laughs> God and Catherine. God and Catherine had an agenda. <laughs> and she worked out her plan. Lord but it was it was one of those things I was I was afraid and I I didn't get the name Junior because the name we argued about it and she just stopped arguing. I should have known something then. When women get quiet, she stopped arguing because she said the first one should be um your namesake. You should be a junior. Mm -hmm. I said I want him to have his own identity. I didn't want to Name Junior. My father didn't have a junior. You know, I don't need a Anita, junior. I want to name him David Jonathan Samuel. Such um, a good <laughs> I, I, Bible name. He I said that'll be. Like David Jonathan Samuel. That's that a was lot going of be names. Feet, All Bible. Big feet and, uh, <laughs> But um, when I saw the papers and then Julia, Julia, I said, oh, okay. she did it she anyway. I said, she tricked me. I said, I'm naming this one. And so when I named the name, I, I, I've always been um, serious about that. I think it matters what we name my children when I'm calling them. And so Danae, Kayla, Samuel, she has my initials. Uh, but Danae is example. Kayla means wisdom. Wow. And Samuel means the Lord has mm. heard. And so whenever I'm talking an example of wisdom, the mm -hmm. Lord has heard you. Ooh. And so that, that's where her <laughs> that's where her name came from. So I named her. She didn't fight me on that one. She said, okay, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, because you got me the first time around with Junior. But even in that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't know that about Danae's name. Mm -hmm. That's good. You, you all spent two years with Junior. I remember that too. Mm -hmm. um, in this process of cancer. Oh, you think the, the cancer? Yeah, the two, two years. Two, 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 okay. The two years that, because we were wondering if he was going to be able to graduate from yeah, high yeah. school. Well, the doctors told me he wouldn't. 
Um, they told you, just yeah. he he died. He wouldn't go to prom. He, he none of that. Graduate, you know, and so um, it wasn't very likely that he would make it to sixteen. Uh, How if he did, it would be a miracle. So you all were on this special floor because the one doctor you just basically told him to go to Hades. <laughs> and that's what he said. Go to Hades. <laughs> You're oh, fired. I was I was done you, with him. You are fired. He was cold. Well, he told us he didn't believe in God in right. the first place. He didn't believe hope in you're God. Not filling his kid's head with this faith kid, stuff, right? You know. With this faith stuff, where the, the baby grew up in faith. Yeah. The fact yeah. is, he he's here is faith. Yeah. So we all that's all we. His name is faith. Okay? His <laughs> name is faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And you send your wife out. Say, I gotta have a conversation with this dude. Because he's not the doctor no more. He's the dude. The dude. Yes, well, in, in that instance, as he had started talking, and I noticed my daughter, her reaction to what the doctor was saying. I'm watching this little girl, and I'm like, okay. I said, I told my wife, I said, honey, take and go. They went down to the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. And um, the doctor talked, and I remember, and Junior just, I, I won't ever forget that moment. So this kid, has the remote, yeah. he's flipping the channels. And so the doctor kind of stood, the, but the television was higher than doctor. So when the doctor moved in, he just, you know, he adjusted his head to see over his head. And the doctor's talking to him, and um, he looked at me, he said, does he understand what we're saying? And I, I said, yeah, you know, I'm sure he does. And he looked at Junior, he asked him, can you mute the television? And um, he asked him, if he understood what's going on, Junior looked at him and said, anything, anything you want to say to me, see? tell my, my parents and they'll, this they'll tell me about it. And he said, anything you want me to know, tell my parents and they will explain, and they'll explain it to explain me. It. That's what he he said. proceeded to live at the remote back up and laughed. He laughed at the devil. He's laughing at the television. <laughs> and so the doctor looked at me. I said, you know, I have never seen him behave like that. Uh, I guess at that point he was tired of them. Um, yeah. And uh, the doctor looked at me. I said, I don't know. I had never seen him do that. And so um, the doctor's and talking. The doctor told you. And uh, why? If you got your burial insurance. If, if burial insurance. If we have prayer warriors, prayer warriors at the church. At the church. This would be the time to reach out. On that. And so he's talking to Junior. While this man is talking, Junior looked over at me and said, Hey, Dad. What do you want to, want me to name your first grandchild? Oh wow! And I looked at this kid, and something happened in me because this man just told you you won't go to the prom, you won't graduate high school. You know, they, they pretty much enjoy all you can in right life now, right this now because this is it. And when he said, "What do you want me to name your first grandchild?" I'm like. This kid got it before I did. You know, I was like, what? You know, and so the doctor, he was so disgusted. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he had the little team with him. The, the, mm -hmm. the he was teaching, mm -hmm. um, so students, um, okay. doctors, okay. they were all, you know, and so they all taking notes and stuff. And it's <laughs> so like, and the doctors looked at me, you know, I'm pretty much showing them, you know, all so right, you know, your business is. <laughs> I mean, this kid done told us, all right, that's it. And so, you know, he left shaking his head. I'm like, Junior, I'm like, in that moment, um, and when we sat down when I was going to do this, 
um, we haven't talked about it. And so I was trying to, I was like, how do I uh, talk to him about me doing this interview and see what his comfort level is and stuff? He was like, hey, whenever you're ready, I'm a, and I'm like, I think he had, I had a harder time with it than him. I'm like, we haven't talked about it. He was like, yeah, we can talk about it. And I'm like, so the first question I asked him, I said, Junior, I said, what was the aha moment for you when you decided that you were not going to die um, and live? And he told me it was simple that, you know, and he took me back to when he was watching the road. He said, I just had this feeling that, you know, and he decided that day that he was going to block out all the negative yeah. voices. We even had, when he first came home, uh, one of his friends he hadn't seen. He's been away from school the whole school year. And one of his good friends, that he, they've been together since, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, his mother and his sister wanted to come see him. They were the first to visit our home after Junior came home. And so they came um the door, we let him know, hey, hollered upstairs to Junior to know that they were there. And so he took his time to come home. He's still not feeling well at this point. Right. Um, he was not finished with treatment, but he was well enough to be released from the hospital. And so he comes down and he's standing, you know, not far from the foot of the steps. He was wearing masks and stuff then before. We saw, you know, people mm -hmm. did the hand sanitizer and all that before COVID was coming in. And so. Um, so he's sitting there and the, the, the little boy's mother is telling him, she said, oh, I want to see you and stuff and blah, blah, blah. She said, my sister had it at a certain age and she died and you know, stuff. And Junior looked at her and he said, why would you say that? <laughs> what? 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 He had that a straight face. And um, <sighs> we look in, my wife's standing by the, you know, close to the door. I'm on the other side. Yeah. And I'm like, this little kid. And Junior looks at this lady and he says, um, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> and uh, we looked at each other with a straight face. We looked at each other. She too. looked at us and she's like, you going to let him talk to me like that? And yeah. She looked at me and I was saying, yeah. <laughs> and so my wife opened the door. <laughs> You're excused. And she said, well, I guess we'll leave. And uh, they left. I told my wife, I said, wow. I said, I don't <laughs> I remember <laughs> ever putting nobody out of our house. I said, Junior, just put this lady out. I'm like, what can you say? I mean, he looked at her and said, why would you say that? <laughs> I can see like, him saying that. Um, I'm gonna have to ask you to I'm leave. You leave. I said he just put some. No disrespect, out. but you got to go. I'm like, what can you say? I'm like, we got to practice that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. I'm gonna have to ask you to leave <laughs> and, so and feel good he, about it. And he went back upstairs. I mean, just like wow, he was a different guy after he, yeah. this experience. And so, just watching him through the process, even watching him, and it's not in the book either, but. He had to learn how to walk again. Mm. We have videos. Wow. And um, when they told us how long the process was going to be, and the doctor, and he's at the rehab, and he told the nurse, he said, um, that he was going home in 21 days. And she said, Junior. You know, she said, that sounds like so. He said, 21 days. And um, she said, Junior, that's not possible. She said, I'll make a deal with you. She said, we're going to check to see where you are mm -hmm. in the 21 days. She said, let's get a calendar. She, she put all the planner. We went down the date and picked the date. He said what day he was going to be released from I the... I think you did put that uh, in Oh, is it in there? Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. What day he was going to be released from the uh, the rehab. And um, I kid you not, Junior went home 
on that 21st day. They told us it would be a minimum of 45 days before there would even be a consideration uh, for him to be talking about leaving. He was determined that he was going to walk. And he had to develop the muscles in his legs, everything, all of it. He had been laying in the bed for months. Um, He had lost mobility. I know this isn't in there. He had kidney failure. Mm. Um, he couldn't move his bowels. He couldn't right. uh, urinate. All it. I mean, he had the colostomy colostomy yeah. bag on. It, it was a, it was an experience. Um, it, it was the stench of death. Um, I don't know if you've ever smelled that before, yeah. but it was just. Uh, but God, what a journey! That's why God. we named that chapter Faith, because yeah. it took faith. Not only, it took faith, it took Junior's faith for y'all to catch hold. Yes, yes. The whole big oh, old preacher. Uh, right. Uh, uh, preacher's wife, first lady. All know, of that. Being in the church to, all your life. All You know, life. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief right now because right now I don't even see it because, you know, and, and I think I post this on um, 6 and 3. Knowledge is the enemy to faith. Yes. Yes, you did. Because we we see what we see. We know what we know. And the impossible just doesn't seem past this. Mm -hmm. Which Mm -hmm. is why it takes faith. Faith. And we'll be right back. Man, I hope y'all have been enjoying this interview with Pastor Samuel talking about his new book, Past the Pulpit, The Ultimate Test of Ministry. I know I enjoyed it. It was two hours long. I had to break it up into four parts. Stay tuned next week as we dive deeper into his new book. You can go to his website, dksministries.com and order the book. The book is on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Exelon, X-U-L-O-N. I'll put it here at the bottom of the screen. Go support my pastor, man. He is an amazing man of God, one who I trust my growth in the Lord with. So, If you have not gotten the book yet, go right now and get the book. We'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Finding Peace Within podcast with Lisa L. Dalton. Now, don't forget to connect with Lisa on all her social media outlets. Just Google her name, Lisa L. Dalton, or Finding Peace Within, and you'll find her there. And remember this. A centered soul is a centered mind.